it's time for the Catalyst Midweek Podcast, where we continue the conversation from this past week's message. How's it going, people? My name is John Kelly. I am the Discipleship Minister here at Catalyst Christian Church. This is the Catalyst Midweek Podcast, where we continue the message from this past week's sermon. And today with me, as always, is a man whose voice is so golden, little children run to the front of the room in hopes of catching the saliva that he occasionally spits out of his mouth while he's speaking. Hello, Rob Harlemert. How are you doing this morning? That's horrible. That's, that's disgusting. <laughs> why, would you, why would you introduce me as that? Uh, I mean, you spit gold, so, you know, <laughs> little kids just hoping to get rich off of your words. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, Rob, how are you doing today, man? Doing, doing well. It is a cold day, which I'm not a fan. Well, not a fan of the wind that comes with the cold day. Right. But it's interesting. We have about an inch of snow on the ground, and it is the halfway through November. And it's it's not even halfway through. I guess it's not halfway like through. We haven't even made it that far yet. And usually we don't get snow until like January. Yeah, it's like February, and then for some reason in March we'll get some snow. But November is the, the time that it has decided that we needed to get our first snow. Yeah, and it didn't even land on the road, it didn't look like. No, it didn't get cold enough for the, the road to catch anything. But it's weird because all the leaves on the trees haven't fallen yet. So they're still like dark red leaves on the tree with snow on them with snow on them yeah so so strange <laughs> so this past week uh was orphan sunday for 2019 yeah. and it's something that as a church we've been celebrating now for seven years and it's always a big deal for us uh, we've had a lot of children come through our church who have either been in foster care or adopted we have several now as well yep. um how did you uh how how did you feel Sunday went? Did you enjoy Orphan Sunday? I, I love uh, Orphan Sunday. Um, I love when we put that in front of our people to see the response of it. It's it's always so much more than I expect our people to do. Um, whenever we present an opportunity or we just share about our cattle's orphanage or we share statistics on how our church is doing when it comes to orphan care, how many foster adoptive kids we have in our church or how many people who have been ad- actually adopted within our church, it always blows my mind. So there is a call to action, but the excitement part behind it of Good Job Catalyst is something I always appreciate. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool to be at a church like this where there are so many people who, you look at the families in our church and there are so many Yeah, that if it wasn't for foster care or adoption, they would not be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A very large portion of our church. And so it's always an exciting day for us when we do Orphan Sunday. Yeah, what do you think? How did you think? Oh, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I love the fact that I got to MC. Yeah. I love the fact that I got to get up there and, and just share a little bit about what the importance of orphan care is, not only in the world or in the United States, but even right here in Kentucky. Yep. Uh, almost 10,000 kids in the foster system right now mm-hmm. that don't have forever homes. Yep. It's just crazy to think about, man. The average kid is seven years old. That's just nuts. It's just nuts to think about. Um, this past week, too, I loved our, our main thing. I love the main thing. What Christ has done for us, we do for the world. Now, when you heard that, what was your immediate thought? Well, I'd, obviously, this, I was just like, well, that's a very generalized, obvious statement. Um, and you can go whatever direction. I mean, you could you open that. You open the door up and you can do whatever you want with that with that main thing. That is a very wide open main thing 
You can talk about any subject in the world. Uh, but obviously I knew that it was Orphan Sunday, so I knew we were going to talk about it. But I, I love it um, because it makes sure that it applies to everyone and yeah. not just a specific group of people. And um, I, I love what Dave did when he talked about four, the four different steps, which we'll talk about in a little bit, on how you can tangibly get involved in orphan care today. And that was my favorite part about it. What, what did you think about it? Well, I, it's funny. I, I preached the week before. Yep. And when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to preach on, I almost preached on what Dave talked about. Really? I was very close. That was really kind of my initial thought of what I would preach on. And it was this idea that the reason we are so gung-ho and die-hard about adoption is because that's the very thing that God did for us when we come to Christ. Yeah. Is he adopts us into his family and we become co-heirs with Christ. Yeah. And I don't think we I don't think the average person realizes that. I don't think we really take into account the fact that we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ. The Son of God is our brother. Mm -hmm. And what he is heir to, we are heir to. Yeah. And that's just, just that mindset is crazy. And unless you've, you've, unless you've been around adoption, you don't understand that. It, it's not easy to understand. But if you've been around families who have adopted you understand that they don't look at their adopted kids as less than their natural-born kids. Mm -hmm. They're the same. Yeah, That's their children. It doesn't matter if they were adopted or if they were born out of natural means to them. Those are their children, and they love them just the same. Yeah, And the fact that God feels that way about us, we're not Jesus. We're not his only son, but he still sees us like that. That's just awesome. Yeah, I, I never think of, well, that's not true. I think about that often. Um, and I, I've i been, this is my very first church I've been, ever been a part of when it comes to full-time ministry. Um, so I guess I've never seen another perspective of a church that hasn't been involved in foster care or adoption. Um, and I know that you probably have, or churches that you've been in the past that wasn't a big priority. Um, so I do feel really blessed <laughs> that this is the only thing I have to go af off of uh, when it comes to churches. I feel really blessed about that because the people in our church are awesome. Yeah, I would say that we have been a very blessed church when it comes to that. Yeah. And I love the fact that we don't get pushback from it. I think initially when we first started doing the the Orphan Sundays, um, we would get a little bit of pushback because it was a, it, for a lot of people, it's just a foreign thought process. Yeah. Um, you, I was just talking to someone today just before we started this podcast actually about church culture yep. and just how church culture doesn't happen overnight. It's built yep. and it's, it's developed and it's fostered. And for this to become part of a church culture doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong, it just doesn't happen. And here we are seven years in, and this past Sunday we saw a lot of people who for the first time a light bulb went off in their head, and this became very, very real for them. Mm -hmm. So Dave had basically four main points. You know, we already talked about what did Christ do for us. We were yep. adopted. Um, the next thing was that the <coughs> primary work of Christ is adoption, so the primary work of the church should be adoption. What do you think about that? 
I, I think that just goes on what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, especially it goes really well with the main thing. Whatever Christ did for us, we should do for the world. And I think it's backwards from the world. I think we've talked about this in the podcast before, where whatever the world's doing, it seems like Christians are supposed to do the opposite. Um, whatever comes easy, we're supposed to do what's not easy, even though it's better for us. And that's something that the world is is not doing um, in a way. Now, the world in adoption is something that it's very good at. <coughs> it's very good at adopting things. But it's adopting uh, selfish things when adoption that we're talking about is very uh, unselfish. It's not thinking about ourselves. It's thinking about others and valuing others above ourselves. Mm. And that's what I think about it. I get that. I absolutely get that. And I love the scripture that goes, you know, religious religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. James one twenty seven. Yep. And Dave didn't just talk about the look after orphans. He said, keep oneself polluted from the world. Yeah. And one of the things that he really talked about was the fact that when we are so focused on our worldly view, yep. when we're so polluted by the world's ways and how you should spend money and how you should spend your time and who you should love, that doesn't leave room for orphans and widows. Yep. And when we truly love God the way we're supposed to and we truly love the world the way we're supposed to, which is we're not supposed to be in love with the world. We're supposed to love the people in the world, but not love the world. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how much more we will lean towards taking care of orphans and taking care of widows. And with this being Orphan Sunday, specifically orphans and caring for them, you know, he said it, it's going to cost money. It's going to cost space. It's going to cost comfort. It's going to cost you friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's expensive, yep. And not just monetarily, but just what it costs to be someone who cares for orphans. It does cost, yeah. And when your worldview is in the world, it's really hard to care for orphans. Yeah, I love what it says in Philippians when it talks about if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, and it talks about all these things, um, being one in spirit and mind. But at the end of that paragraph, it talks about. If you, have, if you have any comfort from being united with Christ, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then you need to value others above yourself, not looking into your own interests, but to the interests of others. And that goes perfectly along with what we're talking about here, that if, if you believe in Jesus, if you find comfort from him, then this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I've always said, I, I've said this a million times, I may have said it on this podcast, but I love my wife, and if if I want to love my wife as much as I can, I want to do the things that make my wife happy. Yeah. I want, and if I love Christ, then it should be the outpouring of my heart without a, a second thought mm-hmm. to do the things that makes Jesus happy. Yeah. And so orphans, that shouldn't even be a, shouldn't be a question. That yeah. should just be a natural reaction to life for mm-hmm. me. And that's something that I think um, if if your focus is outside of Christ, it's really hard to get there. You know, one of the things Dave talked about is that the church is actually winning big time in this area. Yeah. He was talking about in research that Christians are more than twice as likely to adopt a child as our non-Christians. Which I hope so. Yeah. 
when it comes to scripture and being obedient, which is a huge part of being a Christian, which is being faithful and obedient to what God calls us to do. I hope that we're winning yeah. because people who don't have the same morals and obedience as we do are called to be. Uh, it would really, suck. <laughs> it would really suck if those numbers were the, the opposite. Oh, absolutely, man. That, that would be terrible. That would, that would be a huge slap in the face for the church. So, well, and it's funny cause he said that's where the church is winning, but at the same time we aren't where we need to be. No, we're not. That even in spite of that, only 5% of Christians have adopted a child, <laughs> yeah. while 4% are foster parents. Now, that's compared to 2% of non-Christians adopting and 2% fostering. So it's good, but it's such a low number. Oh, yeah. It's such a low number. Um, and, and so we have room to grow on that. Yeah, yeah. But I would say, I, I know that... I know that not everyone actually goes as far as foster fostering and adopting. But when it comes to people taking care of orphans, either financially or uh, mentoring, I would say, I can't speak for any other churches necessarily, but at least Catalyst, um, when it comes to like our orphanage in India, we sponsor, I believe it's just us. We it sponsor is. over 150 kids. Right. And we have a, we have 200 people in our church. Yeah. Two and that's in fifth and one fourth of the people in our church are under the age of 18. Yeah. So 150 adults, we sponsor over 150 kids. Um, that's pretty good. It is. It is. And, and that's one of the really cool things about catalyst is when we say there's a need, it gets filled almost and, every time. And honestly, most most of the people I know who adopt are Christians. I don't know a lot of non-Christians that adopt. I know a few, but not many. Yep. Most of the people that I know who adopt are Christians. Yep. And the reason they adopt is because they want to show Christ's love to these mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. You know, Dave, you, you kind of touched on this just now, but Dave mentioned that there are four levels of orphan care. Yeah that are out there. And uh, this is something he's been preaching for years. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. It's not like this is new, but the four levels he talks about are sponsorship, mentoring, fostering, and adoption. That it's the call of every Christian to be involved in orphan care. Yes. But it's not. it may not be your calling to be involved in a specific part of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sponsorship, we just talked about that. Our church sponsors an orphanage. Yep. 150 kids are able to have food every day, clothing on their back, school supplies. They're learning English. They just had a brand new building built yep. that I believe 75, 80% of that was funded by our church. Probably. And uh, so there's there's a lot going on there through sponsorship. Um, you've got mentoring. We've got an organization called Amachi here in Lexington. We've got a few men in our church who actually are mentoring young men whose whose parents are into drug abuse or yeah. in jail for whatever reason, and they don't have that strong male figure. Yeah. And we have guys that have stepped up and are actually uh, mentoring these young men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you got orphan care, obviously fostering, and then adoption. And we have several foster kids in our church, and we have several adopted kids. Most of those adopted kids were fostered. Oh yeah, I was all of them. I don't think there was any that were that went straight to um, adoption. There was always this long period. Uh, of, we uh, we had a we had a couple. We had a couple, but not many. Yeah, yeah. 
all yeah, not many at all went through this long. There's this long process of fostering and then deciding that we're going to adopt these people. We've had different people uh, on stage um, that had the call to foster. Yeah. Didn't, didn't have the call to adopt. Yeah. Had the call to foster and then uh, led to adoption, which is, uh, I can think of two families right now, which is so cool to see that every single time. Well, and I love that there are two families in our church, one that's, that had that moved out of town and um, but they're doing ministry elsewhere now, but uh, two couples that were in our church at the time that very specifically knew the age of the kids that they were supposed to foster. Yeah. And one that knew the very child they were supposed to spawn, yeah. they're supposed to foster, which never happens, but they just knew God had said that's how it's going to be, and they mm-hmm. trusted it, and that's the very thing that happened. Yeah. And it's just awesome to see how God is working in those families. And it's also cool because they're multi, uh, multicultural families, yeah. which is also really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the fact that our church is a colorblind church. That just doesn't matter to us. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter any of that. And and that our families just love. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter your your background. Yeah. You come here and you're loved and we're going to take care of you as, as much as we can. And when it's like that, it's amazing how much more beautiful the church is. Yeah. Well, we, we, I did a study today. Um, it actually comes from that Philippians verse in between that I talked about. And it talked about it basically describes a like a sports team. If you've ever been a part of it, one that involves a lot of communication between like uh, teammates, like soccer, or basketball, or football. And the guy I was talking to, I was like, if it came to the perfect team, like if you could describe the perfect team, what would you want on that team? And he was like, well, I one that wasn't selfish, didn't matter who scored or who got the assist, one that. Uh, it didn't matter um, who was on the field. It it didn't matter um, who got the glory. We were all on the same goal. We were all like minded. We 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 had the same spirit about us. Like we we cared about our team. And I said, okay, now let's read the scripture. And it was the exact same thing, where us as a Christian body, we're supposed to be one mind and spirit. We're supposed to value others above ourselves. We're not supposed to care if some person's doing great things and we're not supposed to brag about um, what we're doing. It's us together. It doesn't matter our backgrounds. It doesn't matter if we have more money or, or more fame. It's we come together and we do amazing things. And that's, I see that here and I love it. Yeah, I do too. Man, it's been good talking with you today. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, I appreciate you humbling yourself down to my level to come hang out today and uh, and do this podcast. Just if you if we were on video right now and you could see this, Rob has been struggling <laughs> with uh, with allergies. Oh, it's been bad. And <laughs> and he came in and the first thing he said is, "Don't make me laugh because if you make me laugh, I'm going to cough up a lung. Yeah. So don't do that." And so all I've been trying oh to gosh. do this whole time is to get him to laugh. I'm pretty miserable. And every time he coughs <laughs> up a lung, so. Uh, Rob, again, thank you for humbling yourself and yeah, coming down to thanks. my level to uh, hang out today. Uh, this has been the Catalyst Midweek Podcast, where we continue the conversation from this past week's sermon. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.